0: How do we get what we want from life? Typically, there's three ways that we tend to negotiate with the world. If we're sat down over a table and we say, this is what I'm willing to give, this is what I'm going to give, and this is what I expect, and this is what I want back. And typically, there's three ways of asking. The first one is being very timid, where you say, well, if I'm going to do that, then I want this back. And as you could imagine, when you ask with timidity, then you can expect to get timidity back. Then we have the opposite, where someone asks with real power and with real conviction. And they say, well, if I'm going to give that, then this is what I want. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it. And it doesn't matter what happens because I'm going to achieve that. And that sounds great. I mean, someone that speaks for that type of conviction, typically we want to follow them because they sound like they know what they're after. They sound like they're the real deal and they sound legitimate. When you ask or when you negotiate with the world using that strategy, it's normally from insecurity. And the reason for that is because If you're asking with so much emotion and so much intensity, it can only be coming from the opposite end of the spectrum, which is a deep and strong pain in your life. And when you're trying to get what you want from the world, and it's coming from a deep-rooted insecurity, as this plays out in your life, what you find is that when you get closer and closer to achieving it, It's not really what you want because it's the same as just sitting down and someone strangling your neck. When you're in that situation, you're going to pretty well say and do whatever it is to get out of that pain. That's a great analogy for people that are over the top or overbearing with setting their goals because they'll say and do anything to get away from that pain. And as soon as that pain begins to subside... They then recognize that they've spent a long portion or period of their life chasing something just to get out of that pain. And then you have the third way of negotiating with the world or setting your price on what you'd like to get back for what it is that you're about to give to the world. And this is where you just state what you want. And if anyone's ever negotiated, and I'm sure we've all negotiated in our life, the person who cannot be negotiated with is the one with no emotional attachment. He's the person that just sets his price and that's it. And we've all been in a situation where there's just no point in even trying to have a conversation or trying to offer some logic or some emotion to this person because he's set his price and that's it. And he's not going to be swayed either way. And normally when we come into contact with this type of character, what we tend to find is that they're the person that ultimately gets what it is that they want. So if we just rewind slightly to that character that is being strangled and is so much pain that he's just willing to do whatever it is to, to cure himself... There's many ways in which you can soften that chokehold in life, and a few of the ways in which you can do that are to write out your goals and to leave them a few days and to see if there's still that same strong emotional attachment because time just enables you to look at it differently. You can share it with people that you know care about you and ask them for their perspective, and if You don't like their feedback and don't like what response they're giving you. Typically, it's because you're too emotionally attached, which is an indicator that perhaps you should reevaluate what it is that you're trying to do. Because think about it. Why do you need to run at a thousand miles an hour? If you think how long life is, there's so many months, there's so many weeks, there's so many days, there's so many hours, there's so many minutes. If you start off at 100 miles an hour, you are going to burn out and that is fundamentally what happens to people that try and negotiate with the world in an extremely powerful and and dominant way that over a period of time cracks appear and your ability to negotiate will end and you'll end up either settling for something different or you realize that you're in pain in the first place. Another way that you can loosen that stranglehold if you're the type of character that just wants more and more and more. It's just educate yourself of people that have done that in the past and just read their their autobiographies, read what they say about achieving goals and how fleeting these moments are. And then you move on to the next one. And often it's that search for the completion of that goal that makes you great, not the actual completion. So when you are negotiating with the world and saying that this is what I want, bearing in mind that typically it's the journey that you're after and not actually that end point. So with any form of planning or preparation for your future, it's always appropriate to look at how that plays out in your day-to-day life. What am I going to be doing when I wake up in the morning? Where am I going to be spending my time? Which people am I going to invite into my world for the attainment of what it is that I want? And when you start to ask these questions, you are recognize that when you are emotionally charged that typically you'll end up spending time with people you don't want to spend your time with, you'll end up working with people you don't want to work with and you'll end up entering a cycle or a new phase in your life where you're really chasing something where you're not just letting it unfold naturally. Um, Another way that you can let go of that stranglehold in your life is to do some emotional clearance exercises where you just think about what it is that you want to achieve and you just allow yourself to process that information, visualize yourself achieving it and then see how you feel afterwards. Because often when you visualize yourself achieving something, you then recognize how you're going to feel afterwards. And this is something that's very potent in my life where I think about what it would be like to attain something. So to look past the fantasy of of that moment in time. And if you are fantasizing about something in your life and you visualize yourself living past it, you'll see what sentiments are left behind and you'll see how you feel afterwards. And as with life, typically we don't remember the experience, we often remember the story we tell ourselves afterwards. So it's important to remember that In life, the experience is momentary, yet the way in which you're going to remember it will be via a story and the story that you tell yourself. So these are all important ways of setting your bar right at the start about how you wish to negotiate with the world. So you're sat at the table and... You're metaphorically negotiating what it is that you want back. It's a very difficult thing to do to know what it is that you have to give in order to get something back. And I'll give an example of this. You can record 150 podcast episodes, which is what this one is, or you can record five, or you can record 500. You never really know. What you're going to get back from what it is that you give. And that's important to recognize because it is about how you are spending your days. So, as you are sat there and you're negotiating about your future and what it is and you're planning your life, let's go back to that same question. What are you worth? And only you know the answer to that question. Because if you ask for too much, you're going to feel uncomfortable. And if you ask for too little, you're going to feel disappointed with yourself and in life. As with working practices, if you get a bonus that's more than you expected, you feel great. And if it's less, you feel dejected and deflated. It's that middle point that you're after. You'll often hear a lot of coaches or motivational speakers speak about putting a higher value on yourself and assigning more value to yourself to ask for more. And the way in which you can actually do that in your life is to think how you can be worth more money. How can I be worth more value to the world? And often when you ask that question, you will answer it with gaps of knowledge or a gap somewhere in your life. That if you are able to fill that, then you're able to charge more to the world. Now, this can be in a dating situation where if you really want to date the woman of your dreams, where's that gap? If you ask yourself that question, it could be that, Perhaps you're not in good enough physical condition. Perhaps if you were just that little bit fitter and stronger, you'd feel better. And then you could negotiate with the world better. It could play out in your work. Perhaps you could take additional courses to fill gaps in your knowledge so that you know that if a situation arises in the future, you cannot be caught out because you filled that gap of knowledge. So as you sit at that table, And you filled those gaps, what you'll find is that you're able to ask more from the world. And then when you filled enough of those gaps, here's what happens. You sit at that table and you say, I have a lot to give. I have a lot to offer. I'm happy at not offering any of it. I'm also happy to offer all the value that I have in exchange for this. And that is your list of demands. That is what you want back from the world. And when you're in this situation, when you're able to articulate it in such a concise and specific way where you know that you're worth it. That is when you are in a real negotiation. And that is where all of your insecurities will be highlighted because when you say those words, this is what I want, any tremblances of fear will come up. And when that fear comes up, these are indicators of what you need to do to plug those gaps in your life. You see, that journey is ongoing and that negotiation with life is ongoing. And one of the fundamental great things about living is that you get to go back to that table whenever you want. You can go away, you can take a course, you can get in better physical condition, you can meditate, you can do yoga, you can do all of these things and then you get to go back to that table. You get to sit down and you get to negotiate and as you mature and as you go through the rituals and the cycles in life, your body language will relax you'll become less try hard and you'll recognize that you have an ability to get whatever it is that you desire in your life. As long as it's coming from a position of giving, which is what do you have to offer and give to the world? And how are you going to go about doing it? You see, when you negotiate and you know your true value, you have to get what you want. And you will get what you want from life. I'm currently writing a book this year, and it's based on a lot of short stories with indirect meanings and lessons. And as part of the process, you write a lot, and some of the stories don't quite add up and they don't quite make sense in the format of the book. And I wrote one earlier on today, which didn't really fit the mold for the book, but it's quite valuable just to this podcast episode it's it was titled what if and it was just a short story of what if you could kill off your character what if if you could wake up tomorrow and be a different person in a different world in a different time what would you do how would you create it and the point I was making is that we can all do that in our life you can wake up tomorrow and you can decide to be a different person You can decide to surround yourself with different people. You can decide to do a different job. We are all creators in our life. And as we round off this episode and come back full circle, it's important to remember that when you enter that negotiation table, you have filled all those gaps. And then and only then, Will you be able to get what it is that you truly desire?